Welcome to the Women's Running Coaches Collective, Conversations on Coaching. If you want to learn more about us, go to our website, www.womensrunningcoaches.org. For our podcasts on Apple and Spotify, go to the Women's Running Coaches Collective podcasts. And please join us to help change the landscape of women coaches in running and track and field. You can help make a difference. Today, our Women's Running Coaches Collective Conversations on Coaching is with head girls cross-country coach Robin McGillis of Central Catholic High School in Portland, Oregon. She is also the girls track and field distance coach and the director of operations for the entire boys and girls track and field team. This is season two, episode two, interview by Charlotte Lettuce Richardson. We're going to talk about building an intentional team culture. So Robin, the first question I'd like to ask you is, um, in building an intentional team culture, um, you talk about two key pieces. The first one is empowerment. The second one is leadership. Can you break these two components down and talk about why they are important? For me, um, empowerment, because at the end of the day, from a longevity standpoint, if you want a program, I mean, the goal is for it to continue beyond your being there. You know, if I'm not there, I want to feel confident that the girls know what they're doing. They're driven by a higher purpose. And that only happens if it comes from their own internal motivation, not me overseeing the day to day. So from an empowerment standpoint, I want the girls to feel, I tell them from the beginning, when we start the season, that this is their team. This is their um, team to set um, expectations, how they want to operate, um, how hard they're going to work. They set all of those things. I will provide um, guidance and obviously coaching and workouts. Um, but at the end of the day, I want them to feel like they are creating um, what they want to be a part of. And I feel like from an empowerment standpoint, it, it, it does multiple things. In the short term, it creates just a strong team environment where they feel a part of something bigger than themselves. So when they're out there on the course, you know, half mile to go, and they're in a lot of pain, they retreat back to that. I'm doing this not just for me, but for my teammates. I think it helps fortify that feeling um, when you have an empowered team. And, and then in the long run, um, because we're all coaching, not just not just for the short term, but for the long term for these girls, you want them to learn those skills of, you know, how do I be a leader? How do I, um, what, is, what is it to be a part of a positive environment where I feel like I have a say, I, um, I'm accountable to something. Um, and um, so those are all kind of pieces of that empowerment and why I think it's important from creating an intentional team culture. So kind of, yeah, going, you know, with that, um, uh, the empowerment piece is the, is the leadership. And I think that, uh, I think that in general, sometimes girls can be, um, they need to work on building confidence, um, in all realms of their life, you know, in their social, academic and athletic circles. Um, so that's why I feel like leadership is just such an important component for these young female athletes. And it just, Again, it, 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 it helps foundationally with that empowerment and then, this, and then the strong team culture that comes from these two pieces. So 
We, from a uh, leadership standpoint, we have team captains as most teams do. Uh, we go through a process of, 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 um, of picking those captains, but, and I can talk a little bit about that later, but in addition to that, we also do, you know, we, one, we make sure that the JV, that the, um, every aspect, every um, girl feels like they have kind of a representative on that team. It's not just the top seven or the top two or three girls that are leading that team. It's, it's everybody on that team. So everybody has a leader that they can relate to and that can help motivate them. And then the other piece is I always tell the girls that beyond, you know, you may not have the, the word captain in, um, in your title, but you are all leaders on this team. You can lead um, by your work ethic. You can lead by being the last one on the field, cheering every last um, person in that race on, not just our teammates, but the other team's girls who may have, you know. So I think that, um, be, again, being intentional uh, with expectations around leadership and I'm, I set those ground rules at the beginning of every season. And then, and then I instill that in the captains and I try to empower them to empower their team, right? So it starts with me, but then there's a trickle down um, effect of, of, of that leadership piece. Amazing. And uh, so where do team goals come into play in this? And I'm not even sure if that's a word that you use with your, with your, your team, but at what point does this come up in the process? I know you have a process that you go through right from the start from summer practice on. Yeah, we do. And, you know, it's been interesting with with COVID. Um, you know, obviously nothing looked the same this year. And we had this sort of kind of mock season that we put on where we had some time trials built in and we built to those and did some fun activities around it. Um, but the girls asked during the summer, they said, are, when are we going to do our goal setting? Oh. And I hadn't even thought of that because I thought, I don't know what we're going to set goals around. Right. But, but what I loved was it was just a reminder to me that was so ingrained in the culture, which was, I, I felt positive about right. that they were looking for, they didn't care. They just wanted some sense of normalcy. And, and it reminded me that you, it doesn't have to be perfect uh, to be effective and to be, um, and to be helpful. Uh, to these girls. So in a normal season, um, from a goal setting standpoint, we do usually do that at team camp. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we go through, we do two things. We have, we do individual goal setting, and then we do the team. And um, from the team standpoint, kind of going back to that empowerment piece and leadership, I typically meet with my captains prior to the goal setting. And I talk to them about how to facilitate a goal setting session. And um, so they can put some thought and um, energy into how they wanna talk to the girls about it. So we bring the whole whole team together and um, I, I address the group for about two to three minutes and then I leave the room for ah. an hour and a half. And I just let the captains run it. And they come back to me with what the groups decided on and they all sign it. And yeah, so I think that's, again, kind of goes back to that. Um, it's their team and they set the tone for what they want to achieve. And, you know, they may ask me some questions here and there, but I really want it to feel like it's a process that they own and, and, and is, there, is theirs. Um, and then the individual, individual team 
goals, uh, or sorry, individual goals. Right. Um, we have a kind of a typical, actually, I think it, it was uh, originally your goal setting sheet <laughs> that we created for Lincoln High School. Um, and then and then Eric used with his group and um, he shared that in some format. And I said, oh, I really liked that because I liked the, um, I liked the aspect that it addressed, not just the specifics of, you know, time improvement and um, goals around athletic performance, but it addressed goals around um, academics, personal, social, family life. Because I, again, I feel, and I'm sure you have found that um, coaching these kids, that I, they're involved in so many things outside of running. And, um, and that's important to them. It's important to them as humans, as people, and you have to build that in. There's um, some programs have the expectation that it's academics and running. And um, I, that's great, but that's just not my program. That's never gonna be my program. The, the girls that I get, um, again, are there to, to, they excel, push themselves and do the best they can. And they're great athletes. But at the same time, we recognize that I have great musicians, I have equestrian um, people that are nationally ranked in equestrian people that um, you know high academic achievers, and that's an important part of their, their the whole person. So I like that the individual goal sheet reflects that. So Robin has a has a um, has a HR background, and so I'd love to hear how you choose your team captains and talk a little bit about this job description also. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I just naturally fell back on that again. Like you said, just because of my background, I'm like, I want, um, girls to come into this role with our eyes wide open as far as what my expectation is going to be and what the job is going to entail. Um, because I don't take it lightly and I know the impact they have on the team and the team culture. It's huge. Um, and if they don't go in with, you know, um, a good explanation of what the expectation is, it can be really detrimental to, to that culture. And then you're in that for a season having to do damage control versus just setting the expectation up front. Okay. So we, I share that with the team. I go through it with the whole team. I said, here are my expectations. If you're a team captain, here are, here's the job description. And then I have a sh another form. I'm like, if you are interested in being a team captain, it's not like an application, but kind of like an application. Mm -hmm. You fill mm -hmm. out this application and they have to answer a couple questions and turn it into me because I want to know who's interested in it. You know, I might, I might see that there's someone that I think should be that may not turn it in. Mm -hmm. um, and in that case, I might encourage um, them to go outside of their comfort zone a little bit and turn that in. But I, I wanna, I want them to really put some thought around that themselves, and see what their answers are, and then I have the team vote on it. Um, I do have them on little index cards, write down the name of one or two girls they think would make good captains, and why, and I have them write why because I want to understand why. And then, so then I sit down with my assistant coaches, and we just kind of go through all that information. We look at the girls that turned in applications. We look at we look at who was nominated to be a captain, and then we just we have a discussion. There's no perfect formula to it, but we we look evaluate what what are the team needs, what is the team like? Because every team changes season to season, and what their needs and desires. And sometimes, um, like I had 
a season, two seasons ago, or a season ago, I guess now, I had a girl turn in a, an application and she said, I want to be the JV team captain. She's like, I know that I've excelled being a part of this JV group and she was going to be a senior. And she's like, I, I want to give a voice, strong voice to this group of girls. And I was floor. I, she had such an articulate way of uh, sharing her desire to do this. And, and I was like, yeah, this is a fantastic idea, you know? And she led that. And she, she, cause there are times, obviously, you know, you strive for something, but it's not always perfect. Um, where I would, get a little too narrowly focused on like the varsity agenda or what was happening. And this girl would make sure, Hey Robin, Hey Robin, the JV needs, Hey Robin, do you make sure that the, Oh, that's right. That's a good point. You know? So she did a great job at giving a voice to that group, which I really appreciated. That's incredible, actually. I mean, yeah. I think we do sometimes we talk about, you know, uh, being a team for everybody, but yeah. in some ways you start focusing on you your do. best runners. And so it, it brings us back to a little bit of reality of what high school cross country is all about, for exactly. sure. Exactly. So, I don't know if you still do this, but at one point I, I heard you speak about the idea of I commit. Do you still do that with the girls? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I um we actually haven't done it the last couple seasons, okay. but I did find a really helpful tool, especially in the first um, three to four years of being a head coach and really trying to dial in that culture of what the expect, you know, what our expectation was. And I, and I think it's a good tool to have in your back pocket. Um, you may, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying I'm never going to need it because I may need it depending mm-hmm. on how the, the personalities coming in are of the runners right. that I'm coaching. Um, but it was, I had a team the first couple years, especially of girls that had been in with the previous coach and all great kids, um, but may, were not working hard and maybe not setting the best example for other teammates. And I'm always, I always tell that, and I say this every season, and I'm like, I say to the girls, I said, everybody on this team has different goals. Some want to be top seven. Some want to get in shape for lacrosse. Some just want to make friends and try something new. And I said, I support all of those goals. All those goals are supported in this environment. But the one overlaying foundational piece is that everybody works hard and supports everybody else's goals. So there's got to be an expectation that even if you're here just to have fun and, and have a social, you know, connection, you're still working hard and you're respecting the fact that other girls may have a different goal from yours that requires a certain amount of focus and, um, and we need a practice to run a certain way. So I, so, cause there were times where practices were going sideways or people weren't, you know, especially if a junior or senior who, right kids look up to we're not following of what um uh from a behavior standpoint what i i thought needed to be displayed to really build a good culture so we did that we had we and we again we kind of i followed a similar path that i have on most things where i came up i had the idea um i stole it from somebody else but um i had the team captains help me um, come up with the verbiage. So it was what they wanted it to be. And then I had them present it to the team as here's what we're going to commit to, you know, you know, being on time, being respectful, 
listening to coach when she's talking, listening to your teammates when they're talking, you know, things like that. And then I had them sign it and then I kept them. And there were, there were a couple of times where I had to pull them back out and say, so remember what we all agreed to? And I handed them all out. Let's read number three, <laughs> because from what I saw yesterday, we're having some, and it's easier to then talk about it because they read it and they agreed to it. And, um, but I haven't had to use that as much. Well, it's so interesting too, because I think building uh, as a newer coach, yeah. building a team is very different as you mature as a coach and you understand perhaps a little better you know, what kind of culture you do need to create and, but it could be pulled out at any moment. I mean, seriously, at any time, if, uh, you know, and, and I do think also by committing to team goals or committing to team behavior, yeah. um, you're in some ways taking the pressure off of individuals. It's sort yeah. of like, how many times have you gotten to the starting line and thought, ah, you know, I don't know, maybe you never have, but I have, I you know, have. or it's sort no, of like, sure. what's yes. going on my day, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So there's a bigger, a bigger part of it, you know, right. for your team. Yeah. What can you do as an individual to help on that day? Even if you're not feeling great, you, you know, you can, you can be a positive voice for other teammates, which, you know, so we just, we try and talk about other ways that you can be a part of that team, even if it's not your day, there's a lot of ways to do that. And um, yeah. Well, thank you, Robin. I think that this is an amazing start for any coach um, to intentionally, um, you know, create a culture within a team structure. Um, and I, I think the thing that I got out of it is we're, we're really creating something very positive yeah. as we move forward. Um, and is there anything you want to add that I haven't asked you? Um, kind of going back to that girl that I talked about, the JV team captain, that really, um, for me this year, when I, cause I chose have captains this year and I just was more intentional about assuring that I had captains at every level and, um, and, and what type of behavior um, you're looking for and then looking for individuals that kind of exemplify that behavior um, is, is really important for the, to, to continue to build that culture of your team. And even though we've had a year where we haven't had competition, you are still looking to the future to continue the excellence in your team. I mean, yeah. you want to yeah. make sure that kids stay with it and kids understand what your program is all about. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. Uh, this is it, it, this is a building year also. It's a building year. And, you know, there I, I wouldn't, lie, you know, I'd be lying if I say there weren't times during this last chunk of time where I struggled and should I be doing this? What, what am I doing? You know, or felt like their interest level wasn't as high. Obviously it probably wasn't. Um, but I just kind of kept looking to my North star of like, um, cause th there were at least two or three that it, I knew I was connecting with. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep marching and moving in that direction because others will see that and they'll come along. Um, you know, well, uh, you know, being flexible as a coach is incredibly yeah. important. And yeah. uh, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, I learned a lot. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. and uh, probably anybody who listens to this is going to say, hmm, you know, there's a way of approaching a team each year. And um, I love it. So thank you so much, Robin. Thank you. It's great talking to you, Charlotte. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this very special interview. 
We always love your feedback or your likes. For more conversations on coaching, go to www.womensrunningcoaches.org and join us again to listen and to learn about coaching from the Women's Running Coaches Collective. So much more to come. Original music by Hank Richardson, TV Babe.